0: back listener to the podcast. I'm sitting here with Chris on Food for Thoughts. We've got some new, well not some new food that we're trying, but um, a snack that's going to be like, the snack itself is going to be just okay, but I was telling Chris it's not the snack, it's what the <laughs> snack represents. So well, Tell me what you're looking at right
1: now. I'm looking at a chocolate Santa.
0: That's right! <laughs> I'm excited for Christmas! And by the time you guys are going to be hearing this, it'll be like November, so it won't be too weird we be excited for Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah, I went to the dollar store and all their Christmas stuff is out. And I was like, yeah, that's what we're having as a snack today. So these are... You look so... <laughs> I'm very unimpressed. <laughs> what do you mean? I like chocolate. It's good. Yeah, you like chocolate? These yeah. are like little caramel chocolate shaped like Santa What
1: Claus. is one of your favorite uh, Christmas foods? Um, one
0: of them? Yeah. Let's see... Oh, gingerbread cookies. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, not that they're better made at home, but even some of the ones at the store are like very decent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
1: gingerbread cookies. I love
0: fruitcake. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I love fruitcake.
1: Cool. so good. Cool. It only really comes out around Christmas time. That's it, yeah. All these things you could eat them any time of year. <laughs> but I honestly... like eggnog too. Yeah? Eggnog's controversial, okay. but I like it.
0: Okay. I think I've tried it like... No, I don't <laughs> think I've tried it. Man, next so. time. Next time. Okay. Right. Here we go with the snack. It's pretty good for a dollar round with chocolate,
1: yeah. It's good, that's all right. How are we going to talk now when we have <laughs> a mouthful of chocolate and caramel?
0: Give me a second, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. So, today we're going to be doing a different type of podcast. Um, yes, indeed. I remember also a year ago when we did our first episode. Um, shout out to people who still like. Remember that one? It was a Q and A episode, and that one. of our least. Meaning? I know. <laughs> People don't like hearing us talk like this randomly. No. Okay, hopefully this one will be better. We're going to do a Q and A on the topic of spiritual conversations. Um yes. Or like evangelism. You know, that's like the buzzword that people have been using in church culture, but um I want to are you looking at me funny? Uh,
1: evangelism is a buzzword. Yes it
0: is. It's been for the past 2000 years it's a buzzword. But I think that like when you say the word evangelism, people get scared and they want to yes. run away and they don't want to listen to these type of talks and everything. Mm-hmm. Because that word is scary. So I'm like, okay, what if we were to use the term spiritual conversations? Mm-hmm. That term meaning either like you're asking someone a question for the sake of like um okay. talking to them about spiritual things, or you're actually like full on like presenting, Hey, this is Jesus, this is what he did, he died, he came back to life type of thing. So yeah. I think um maybe, I could be wrong, but maybe when you put it that way, people are like, oh yeah, like I don't mind like asking questions, or oh, I want to learn more about how to ask these questions and how to present the gospel and stuff like that. So, yeah. does that make sense?
1: <laughs> it does. I agree with you. I think the, the term evangelism does have uh, sort of a, it seems formidable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It seems like a big thing that you need to, to be able to grasp. It's mm-hmm. like, you need to be really good at this really complicated thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like that but mm-hmm. it does have that reputation. Right. I like the term spiritual conversations. I think it has that sense of intentionality. Yeah. You know, you're not just waiting for the opportunity to come up, you're creating the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it also is a good reminder that you don't need to tell the whole gospel in order for it to qualify as evangelism. True. I True. think just having conversations around what does the Bible teach or what what do you believe versus what do I believe um, are really I think can be uh, just as evangelistic, uh, and often can really meet a felt need in a very specific way to that person, uh, which can be really, really good. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be asking each other questions about today, Um, because yeah, there is. We could like be giving you guys like a podcast slash lecture about what you have to do, but I thought which you know there's there's a time for that, Um, but I thought it'd be cool to just ask each other questions. Yeah. Are you ready? I think so. Okay, my first question is a personal question for you, Chris. Um, how did you become a Christian, and who had those first spiritual conversations with you?
1: Mm. I first became a Christian in high school, um, and I, I guess it would have been a collection of people. Definitely, one of my friends in high school was the one who invited me to come to church with him. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a youth group, but sort of teens church. Yeah. He invited me to come. I began coming. Uh, people I met there, some of the teens themselves, some of the leaders who were there, uh, definitely were very encouraging towards me, and mm-hmm. and uh, there were definitely some one-on-one conversations I have, but it was also within the context of small groups that I got to ask some of my questions, I got to hear answers, and there wasn't like one moment or one conversation that sure. really was that defining thing, but I definitely over time changed my opinions. In a lot of ways,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. going from like I don't really believe in God at all to saying no, I do believe in God, Mm -hmm. and then from there I do believe that Jesus Christ is my savior Mm -hmm. because that was that wasn't the same thing, you know. I I began to believe in God, saying okay, I think God exists and God loves me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then further than oh no, Jesus. Is my savior. I need mm-hmm. to hold to him as my savior. Mm-hmm. That was another stage of sort of spiritual growth for me. Mm. So there was a lot of just friends I had along the way that would talk to me about this stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure some of it came up naturally. I'm so sure sometimes they were be, being very intentional about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> do you have a question for me?
1: <laughs> yes, I do. I wasn't sure how we were doing this. If it was yeah, all well, of no, yours we'll just go back. of mine. Cool. <laughs> Um, so mine's a little more sort of, uh, high minded. <laughs> well, Not high minded, that's rude. High-minded. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I just meant conceptual. Okay. Uh, what do you, th- well, okay. I'll ask my second question first because mm-hmm. it's a better follow on. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there people in your life right now, Jess, that you are intentionally cr- trying to create opportunities to have these conversations and are you also intentionally praying for these people?
0: hmm I would say yes to the first part of that question. It's like, there's one or two people that come to mind, people that I care about, people that, like, we've had good conversations in the past, and I'm definitely interested in keeping, ask in continually, like, asking them questions, like, that relate to spirituality in some sense, and seeing what they think, um, how do I respond to their felt needs, but I think, like, the part where it's like, and eh, not so much, as like the prayer part, like, okay. I think... I think the Holy Spirit really wants me to pray more in general, like, about so many things. Um, But yeah, like, I I just noticed that sometimes I get so busy that in my quiet time i'm like yes i want to spend time with god and like see what he has to say but i would like to see that time transformed into like okay but how does god want to use me to talk to those other people in my life so i would say like yeah. that's a big piece of the puzzle that's missing for me right now it's like yes at the back of my mind like these are people i care about and i want to have more conversations with and it's like oh but that that's one of those things that also i need to be prayed about you yeah. know so
1: I would very yeah. I'd highly recommend you pray for them as well. I think I, I use a prayer list. I don't know if you mm-hmm. use a prayer list, but do when, I, be stuff? <laughs> when I do my when I do my quiet times, I try to pray through my prayer list. Mm. And in my prayer list, there are the names of five people okay. that I'm praying for specifically to kind of have conversations with them. Mm. And I think it works on two two ways. Definitely, it just prepares your mind and your heart to be open and sensitive for when you're talking to them.
0: Yeah. But also
1: I think God moves through prayer True. Uh, in their lives too. True. And I've been really encouraged and excited, particularly with some of them, who have like just come up and been like, oh man, this happened this thing happened the other day. And, you know, it really got me thinking about God or, wow. so, or they're, they're meeting Christians they're like, oh, yeah. I met this person. They turns out they're a Christian okay. and, and we're, we're going to go out and have coffee. And, right. you know, so knowing, I think that God's spirit is a, is on the move in their lives as well. Mm-hmm. It's really encouraging.
0: Mm-hmm. It's cool because it's like sometimes we think we pray and we pray for nothing. But then when you have a response from someone, else, sometimes when we have a response from someone else that like, hey, no, like God is actually moving, that can be really encouraging. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Question three?
0: Question three. Okay, yeah, this is what everyone wants to know. What do you find challenging about spiritual conversations, either with people who don't believe at all or people who've walked away from faith? Like, what Mm -hmm. for you is difficult, is the main difficulty in those conversations?
1: (laughs) Uniquely as a pastor, (laughs) I find finding those people is hard (laughs) because I'm just surrounded by Christians these days. So I do find that... uh, I'm sort of at a, a little bit of a disadvantage just in the fact that uh, being a pastor means that my professional life is almost exclusively surrounded by Christians. Mm-hmm. My social life is a lot of time spent with Christians as well because mm-hmm. I have a sense of I want to be, you know, I want to be actively inputting into the lives of people around me uh, that are Christian. Not to say I couldn't find non-Christians and I actually, I think, you know, as you shared earlier, one of the things you need, you know you need to work on well, the I need to work on is just finding a space in my life where I can be a lot more visible in the community, and mm-hmm. I can ha- I can be in contact with a lot of non Christians. Mm-hmm. Definitely, just developing my relationship with my neighbours would yeah. be a, a, a really good start. Yeah. So that's one thing I find challenging. But <laughs> it, within the conversations themselves, I think sometimes it's just the fear of starting it. Yeah. Uh, can yeah. sometimes get me down. I. I'm afraid that it's going, to be, it's going to go really badly, or I'm not going to know what to say, or I'm going to make a fool of myself, or they're just, going to, they're just not going to want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and interestingly, every time that I have overcome that fear and just gone, gone for it anyway, it's gone way better than I expected, it, that yeah. I feared that it would. Uh, and then in those conversations themselves, I say one thing that's difficult about them I think you need to fight the urge to offer answers too quickly. I think you need to really listen first.
0: Okay.
1: okay. Uh, I think it's helpful in two ways. Number one, the more you listen and the more you ask questions, the better your answer is going to be. Yeah. Because you're really going to understand where they're coming from rather than just offering some sort of like, Generalized things Jesus, that,
0: Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: rather than uh, uh, giving that, you actually have the opportunity to say, "Oh actually, I, I can really hold on on this one thing that you mm-hmm. said and, and help offer you some kind of suggestion or hope or contrary mm-hmm. point of view, mm-hmm. and two, like it, it kind of puts the pressure off of you a little bit because you, you don't have to have all the answers, you just have to listen,
0: yeah
1: and people really want to be heard. And so that's a gift to them as well as like the more you're listening, the more the pressure's off of you. You don't have to give the answer, you're just thinking, you're just listening and you can have time to prepare. So yeah, I find that it's difficult sometimes to just listen mm-hmm. rather than speak.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh but when you actually just do that, it's actually a, a much better end result
0: yeah yeah you were talking about felt needs before and you're right like people just um have the need to be listened to you to be heard and all of that so yeah sure. the pressures off of us when we just decide okay well i'm going to take on the role of a listener like i've asked them a question and i'm going to listen so yeah yeah cool
1: mm-hmm. my question would be if if you were then in a conversation with someone or you're in this ongoing relationship with someone and they actually are like, yeah, I really want to learn more about Jesus. Mm. Like what you said has really got me thinking. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I want to learn more about Jesus. What would you do next? I'd do
0: a happy dance because (laughs) it almost never happens. (laughs) No, honestly, I'd be really happy. and Like it would be hard to (laughs) let that show on my face. Um, but I think I'd be like, Honestly, my reflex, I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but it would just be like, Okay, you wanna learn more about Jesus, like pull out your phone, like let me show you like this app where you can like read the Bible and stuff, and here's this because everyone's on their phone anyway, and so it's like if you're gonna be on your phone like 24-7, like, oh yeah, like sometimes I like to read from this Bible thing, but some days I'm too tired to read, so I'll listen to this audio thing. And so I would just be like the point that I'm trying to make here is that like reading the Bible or like listening to it or hearing like different um yeah I would start with the Bible actually is one of those things that helps me even to this day to know more about Jesus because Jesus really cares about us and he wants us to get to know him and so uh, the way that he gives us to do that is really through the words that he speaks to us then I would talk about like the book of John and everything and so um I think that's what I would do like be really excited about the person that they want to get to know Jesus but ultimately be excited that, like, Jesus wants that too, you know? And, like, the way that that can happen is through Scripture. And, like, also, once again, taking the pressure off being, like, hey, if you don't understand this at all, like, just shoot me a text and, like, we can, like, talk about it type of thing. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I think I would I would definitely do that. I would try to introduce it to the Bible and probably yeah, start with one of the Gospels and say, let's read this. But then I would say, let's meet up again mm-hmm. uh, and, and talk about this some more. like right? mm-hmm. I would definitely offer them resources to understand, yeah. you know, like, like a book like Basic Christianity. I yeah. think is great because mm-hmm. it's or you know something like the Alpha program. I think a yeah. willingness to kind of go on that journey with them exactly. is really important. Exactly, um, and also to introduce them to a Christian community mm. would be really great. Like, would you like to come to church with me? Mm-hmm. And that bit, then that spills over to like do I have a good Christian community to invite them in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just something that we need to be conscious sure. of as well. Like if sure. we're inviting someone in, what are we inviting them in to? Yeah. You know, and, and and the church needs to be a place where, you know, that that metaphor of like it's a hospital for broken people. Yeah. needs yeah. to be genuinely true. That It needs to be a, a place where people feel cared for, they mm-hmm. feel... Uh, you know that there's something that's growing, there's strengthening that happens there. There's healing that happens there.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. So yeah, I think just walking walking alongside them through their journey, offering them great uh, teaching, um, continuing to pray for them, yeah. and then and then welcoming them into the Christian community yeah, that's it. Uh, would be really uh, very very important to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think also with the community aspect, it's like other people can walk with you along
1: this journey. Exactly, too, so. it's not all yeah. on you. Exactly. Um, and yeah, you're, you're inviting other people to come alongside them. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Next question. Um, what's something that, because I asked you before about, like, what's challenging about, like, evangelism or spiritual conversations, but I want to know, like, what's something that encourages you even when those conversations are hard? I think you sort mm-hmm. of answered it before, but can you, like, speak more about what's encouraging? Like, what's the the good side to, like, kind of putting... Um, listening to someone and asking them questions intentionally, like what's what's something good that you've seen come out of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have. I mean, I've seen friends of mine like become Christians, mm. which is really amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think what's really encouraging—it often goes better than you expect. Yeah. I think that's really encouraging, yeah. and you can see the Holy Spirit's work in that as well. Like when you're faithful and stepping out in faith and courage to to kind of have. What might which are conversations that you're doing it solely because of your love of God and love for the other person. Mm. Yeah, there's no like personal agenda in there. Like, sure. if it was up to me, I wouldn't have this conversation. If, if it was up to me, genu- genuinely, I am not a very confrontational person, and so I would yes. I would absolutely buy into the world's like mantra of like you live your truth, I live my truth, yeah. and that's good. Yeah. If it wasn't for God, like if it wasn't for Christianity, I would totally buy into that. Sure. Like, sure, man, like whatever works for you, go for it. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm having these conversations with people in which I want them to kind of, I really want them to kind of see what I see about Jesus and, mm-hmm. and to see that it, he's he's a better answer yeah. than any other. That's not because I feel like I'm going to, like I need to kind of pad my ego in some way. No, that's something that God, God is bringing out of me. Like, the, that He's pulling me in that direction, which I'm saying, God, I, I want to do this out of love for you and out of love for the other person. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm, I don't get anything out of this yeah. per, personally. <laughs> Though obviously I'm happy when it goes well. Yeah. So, it was encouraging us to see when it goes really well yeah. um, and to realize it goes better than you'd think most of the time. Uh, and what else is encouraging? I think it's surprising. To see how people will remember it. Mm. Uh, sometimes conversations that you think are just not that meaningful to you uh, are actually really meaningful to them. Oh. And I think the pressure comes off when you realize I don't have to explain the whole gospel to someone. Certainly, that, didn't ha- that wasn't the way it was in my life, in my sure. conversion. It wasn't like one conversation changed my life. Mm-hmm. It was an ongoing series of conversations with multiple people over multiple years, yeah, yeah. which God was leading.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, it was God leading it all the way uh, that brought me to, you know, really come to know Him as Lord and Savior. And so, if I'm on the outside of that, kind of coming into that story, I know I don't have to bring someone from A to Z. Exactly, um, and. And like in one conversation or in one relationship. Mm-hmm. But if I'm being intentional about it, all I'm trying to do is offer them a breadcrumb trail. I'm offering them like a f- food for thought, you know, <laughs> to really help them on that journey of discovering who Christ is.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does sound encouraging to know that, like, things can go well. People can have their hearts transformed by this. So. Yeah. yeah, And it's not up to you, once again, to do all of that. So mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, my last question is, uh, so this was originally my first question, but I think okay. it, it does probably go better at the end. Uh, what is the goal
0: yeah.
1: of the church?
0: Yeah. It's, fun. Um, okay, because, like, I was thinking a lot, like, okay, individually, like, how do I pray about, like, these conversations? But you're right. Okay, the goal of the church, the goal of this community. So what's the goal of the church when it comes to um, spiritual conversations? Is that your question? It, it
1: definitely, like, yeah, I would say... Well, it's sort of one of the big goals of the church is summed up in Matthew twenty-eight, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. The Great Commission. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Like Jesus commissions his disciples to go out and to make disciples. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's a goal, that, like the 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 product. Like if we think of the church as like a machine or the church as sort of like an industry Mm -hmm. which is a terrible analogy but (laughs) there's there's a point of connection there what's the product that it's producing
0: yeah i think um the goal would be the goal would just be to obey christ like the, the 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 mandate he gives us in matthew 28 like the goal is to take that seriously because, mm-hmm. like, it happened, like, um, a while after he was crucified and came back to life. And, like, these are, like, um, his famous last words, you know? Yeah. Like, the last thing that he wants us to do, the last thing that he shares with us is the importance of making disciples. Yeah. Um, I can even read it. It's sure. in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, which I know we've heard it a million times before, but I think the goal really is, okay, as a church, now we're going to pray and invest in accomplishing this mission. And um, we're not alone as we do it, as we're going to see at the end. So, um, verse 18 to 20, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So a lot of things that we mentioned, like, oh, like, it's not up to us. Well, the reason why it's not up to us is because Christ himself is with us. But mm-hmm. this is a commandment. Like, this is something, like, as much as I struggle to do it, as much as I don't like being confrontational either, as much as I'm sometimes influenced by culture to be like, yeah, your own thing, like, it's still a commandment that Christ gives me and that Christ gives my community that I'm a part of and mm-hmm. that Christ gives, like, the capital C church around the world. Like, this is, the goal is to obey that because yeah. we love Christ, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. The 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 product, the goal of the church is to make disciples who are fully mature.
0: Mm.
1: And like it says, it like you know, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Mm-hmm. And so it's there's, there needs to be a sort of a self replicating idea yeah. to the church where yeah. I am maturing in Christ, but as I do that, I'm bringing someone along with me, or I'm intentionally trying to bring people along with me to to maturity in Christ as mm-hmm. well, and therefore to be making disciples who make disciples, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think it's enough to just say we have spiritual conversations with people until they, they make a profession and of then faith. You're on your own. <laughs> and then you're on your own. Then you're on your own. Enjoy the church, you know, that's it. Uh, figure it out. No, like I think even those people who are part of our church need discipling. Mm. You know, they, they just, they're on that journey too exactly. of being matured. And we are really important and part of that whole journey mm-hmm. of maturing people. And so don't think that the the need for intentionality and the need for, um, you know, to have spiritual conversations is only for those people who don't go to church. Yeah. It is for them, but it's also for people who are in church because, number one, a bunch of people go to church who are not Christians. <laughs> Uh, Number two, though, like even if you are a Christian, there's still need for mentoring, a need Mm. for uh, encouragement, and for conviction, and the things that come out of us having really good conversations with Mm -hmm. each other, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, and to be interested in the whole journey. The whole process. And the Great Commission, as you alluded to, is actually really two commandments. Mm -hmm. The first commandment is you go and make disciples. The second commandment is be assured i am with you
0: okay i didn't know that was a command. <laughs> well yeah it's sort of there. like the original <laughs> yeah. in the
1: original language the language is like and be assured mm-hmm. i am with you so we are to be assured like we're to we're to carry that assurance we're mm-hmm. to be we're to hold on to that assurance like jesus is part of this process with us right we're right. not alone in this when we're doing this we're doing it in step with his spirit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that changes things yeah. as well it makes it we can be more faithful we can be more courageous we can we can yeah we can be bolder mm-hmm. about it too
0: yeah i think that last part you're saying there about like okay this is something that um christ wants us to be assured of that goes into my last question which is you know once we carry that assurance and that confidence and that boldness what you know in a sense what is christ's goal like what is he producing in us mm-hmm. when we take him seriously and go forward what do you think he's, he's up to
1: What is Jesus doing in us when we take him seriously? Yeah,
0: essentially.
1: I think he's proving his faithfulness and his trustworthiness very Mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. uh, That um, he really does produce results, uh, both in terms of the way that even if things go horribly... We don't, we don't get like gutted by it. Yeah. We're still able to keep up and keep going because there's a strength and a resilience to us that comes from him. Mm-hmm. But like I've said a couple times already, there's also like things often will go better than you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the bad conversations will not be all bad. True. You'll True. find there's something in there that you can hold on to that say, oh, I really think that. That was important. That was good. Or I, I learned something in that. Mm-hmm. Whenever we're faithful to Jesus, He proves Himself faithful in return yeah. uh, to surprise us with some kind of result. Yeah. Whether it's in you or, or changing a uh, change in the person, some kind of result comes. We don't all, and even mm-hmm. those times where we don't always see it. We, we can sometimes see it much later, mm-hmm. or we might never see the fruit of it, but we could be assured the fruit is there. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So I think he's producing uh, an assurance of his trustworthiness.
0: Mm, that's cool. Yeah, it gives us something to really worship at the end of the day. Like, hey, like. Just not only did you die for me and take away all my sins, but like you're still faithful and that's still something I can celebrate about your character. So Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, awesome. So that's our little Q&A for today. Mm-hmm. Um I hope it gave yeah, you guys for thought and also encouragement as you go forward in your own conversation. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys.
1: Thanks for the good questions,
0: Jess.
1: Yeah, no worries. Bye, everyone.